Lance Olson, Will Snowden, live at the TridayTrading.com studios at the point of the mountain right here in good old Lehigh. Absolutely gorgeous. We appreciate them giving us their studios to be able to have this post-game show. If you need to make a little extra money every single month, go to TridayTrading.com, sign up for their $10 demo account, put you in the market for 30 days, and you can see how you can make money in the day trading world through TridayTrading.com. Will Snowden, Hans Olsen, uh, going to give you some thoughts on this BYU win, 66-14 to 14 over North Alabama. Will, I'll just kind of hand it off to you to begin here. What, just overall thoughts and impressions on what happened here. A real nail-biter. You know, I was nervous from <laughs> the, the start to the finish, and, uh, you know, I really didn't have an idea who was going to pull that thing out. <laughs> Was it, it, it at half? I mean, at half is when you were really uncomfortable. When I got nervous, you know, because I said that it would be 42 to zero at halftime. That's what I said. Then you were like, Will, you know, you, you're going to be disrespectful. You're going to, and I was like, no, it'll be 42 to zero. And, and my first score was going to be 65 to zero. That's what I said, 65 to zero. Yeah. And they scored 66 14. Um, listen, North Alabama, what we, I did learn from a few things. That, I mean, I, I, I had forgotten that they had been a Division II program that's moved up to FCS, have had a ton of success at the Division II level, um, kind of like, uh, you know, there's been a lot of programs that have done that, that have, have moved on up. And um, to, I thought they had some, some, some talent there. I, I thought that they had uh, looked like they had some skilled guys who were, were okay. Um, but really, the Cougars are just too much. I mean, and and I, I it, this does show that BYU is much better than the teams that they've played, much better, um, because uh, you know they've been holding off other teams that had pretty good offenses to you know twenty eight points, thirty you know twenty four points. Um, so you know, I, I did see BYU. They're really explosive offensively. Uh, the play of the game. I mean, the the screen that Zach. You know, I like to be entertained. Yeah. And, and and watching Zach Wilson play quarterback is entertaining. And and we all like to be entertained. I mean, that that's really what it's about. We're looking for entertainment. And Zach Wilson brings the goods with entertainment. The way he flipped that that sidearm um, screen play on the touchdown. That's his, that's mm-hmm. his beauty. Uh, you know, it, it's so Aaron Aaron Rodgers like. Um, it's so big time. It's just um, it's really fun to watch. Now I think that Kalani and these guys have to identify how to keep this team engaged um, for the next couple of weeks if they're, if they're not going to play um, and get ready for a, a real challenge when they play San Diego State. Um, I, my hat's off to North Alabama. They came out. They fought till the end. They were still excited about making plays. Um, I really liked their running back. I thought he run, ran really hard. Um, they were tough, took some shots, um, delivered a lot of shots, and uh, – you know, but but let's let's just be honest. North Alabama was completely outmatched, overmatched um, at every position. You know, it, this kind of reminds me. It kind of gives me thoughts, and and I know that you love to to go back to boxing. I know you love boxing like yeah, I love really, boxing, yeah, I and and I like old school boxing and and some of the greats. And you know, you get in these crazy runs. Like you look back at Floyd Mayweather, and in a stretch, he fought Demarcus Corley, Henry Brussels. Uh, Shambra Mitchell, and you're just kind of waiting. Like, that's five, six unknowns, seven unknowns. And then all of a sudden, you get this big Arturo fight. You know, Arturo Gotti, you remember when he went to fight Gotti, and Gotti was like, I'll just punch his shoulder off. Yeah. And then he blasts Gotti. And then then you go into this other long, you know, just Carlos Hernandez, Diego uh, Corrales, you know, you've got all these these no names, and then he hits Oscar De La Hoya, yeah. and you're like, okay, there's there's there the big is. one. Right now, we've just suffered through a bunch of a bunch of paperweight, just yeah. a, a bunch of nothing. Yeah. And I, I'm, San Diego State might just be kind of a a low level, kind of a low hanging fruit, or, or sorry, San Diego State, San Jose State got a win over them, and yeah. you know they're going to be good defensively. Uh, Scotty, who called that game between Utah State and San Diego State said San Diego State's going to be a better team than Boise State was against what BYU's going to show. I, I agree. And and so, you know, you're going to kind of get a good punch there. But I I need the Zab Judah. I need the Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. I need the Ricky Hatton. I, I need the um I need the Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. 
I that I I'm, well, I you we, you even need you you even need the uh, um the last fight his last fight uh, against Conor, Conor McGregor, McGregor. I mean, yeah just McGregor, a show yeah just a show just something but because Conor's a dangerous fighter and no matter what you you know he's a he's a top level fighter well, that's and, and, Floyd and, never got out of position because exactly. he knows he knew he'll he, go tonight he he'll go to sleep yeah, yeah he can go to sleep so we do need that but but listen. The Cougars are nine and zero. They haven't been nine and zero since two thousand and one. You know, I, I think it's been two thousand and one since we, the Cougars have been nine and one, nine and zero. So, so we got to take what the. It is a different year. It's twenty twenty, um, as everyone knows. And right now, you just got to take it and, and say, okay, well, uh, this is what's in front of us. This is what we get to to battle against, and we've got to put on the best show we possibly can. Um, against the teams they're playing, and and they're putting on great shows. Sixty six points is a lot of points. <laughs> Sixty six points, a lot of points. Forty two in the first half is a lot of scoring. Um, so you know that's it, not easy to do. I mean, that's not easy to do against air. No, no. I mean, <laughs> really. I mean, you're being pretty effective, and you're being very dominant yeah. up front. Um, I think the D line D line looked really good today. I mean, they're really, you know, dipping, ripping, spinning, jumping, um, pulling. I mean, I saw a lot from from that. They were very, really physical. Um, And uh, I think the DBs got some work, too. They started, you know, throwing the ball around a little bit more than they usually do, um, North Alabama. And uh, listen, you know, it's an exhibition, you know, and and, and it's it's an exhibition. And, and, uh, you know, that's how I look. We're talking boxing, kind of like, uh, you know, Apollo Creed came to uh, – LaBelle Edwards Stadium today, which is Apollo Creed was uh, was uh, North Alabama, and then and then uh, you know uh, Ivan Drago, Ivan Drago uh, put him to sleep, and uh, North Alabama is going to be sore. Um, I think they got a decent payday today um, from for, for taking this game. Put him to permanent sleep. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. Permanent, and, uh, <laughs> and now we. Uh, are you saying they're sending them back to the uh, Division Two ranks? Yeah, no, no, they're going to stay right where they are, and, and it's still going. They're going to take some beatings at the FCS level. There's a lot of good teams. Does at it FCS bug level. you that an athletic director would take a payday to put these guys on a field like this? Does it bug you at all? Well, it does, but the light, the world just isn't fair. Sometimes you have to take. You, you remember that thing I told you guys on um, on Thursday when I was on uh, talking. Post, I said, all good, all money's not good money. Yeah, and sometimes that ads have to understand that. Um, this is this is a perfect lesson. Yeah, yeah they, they, you know, they lost two of their best players, but the only the good news is they only had a four game season. This was it for them. This is their last game, so they're going to be able to lick their wounds, hopefully take that money and maybe get ahead of everyone else because um, the rest of the FCS is playing um, starting in January February. They're not the, the North Alabama is not playing. They're playing their season now. Did you feel like uh, I'm, I'll give you my opinion on this and I'll get yours. I, I felt like North Alabama was disengaged and didn't hustle. No, no, that's not true. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I saw plays where they didn't. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I saw I saw I saw plays. I saw one in particular outside linebacker could have engaged with the uh, left offensive tackle for BYU and opted not to stop. You know, sometimes decided I'm not going to set this edge and I'm not taking this punch. Listen, hands, you can't, but you, you can't throw them all in the same boat. Cause one guy didn't want to take on it. I mean, listen, I, I saw uh, about 10 guys not want to tackle it, <laughs> or don't know how well, no, no, no. I saw two guys didn't want to hold onto a ball or don't know how. Well, hands, you know, let's be honest. After you get beat on for a quarter, two quarters, and this started the first one I saw. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I saw you actually put a tweet out about it. Um, the outside backer, I think he didn't want to take on. He didn't want to set the edge. He didn't you know, against he, Brady. He, yeah, had, he, he he was done. Yeah, he didn't yeah, want to do it. Yeah, yeah. And and he'd been getting pounded on and pounded on. I'll tell you, you've been in those games before where you hope that you know the individual in front of you, the man in front of you, slips and falls. <laughs> um, you know, I, I remember distinctively playing Mississippi State and and. Um, this team, this was the number one ranked defense in the country at the time. We took a real beating that day. Embarrassing. That's the game we missed 18 tackles in one in one play. You were on the team. Uh, you were in the play, uh, in the game that, at that time. I was. I played <laughs> offense, um, and we missed 18 tackles in one game. But I remember distinctively. I looked across the. I was in my stance and looked across at the linebacker, and they were all converted D ends and D linemen. They were big men. A very good team. And I looked this man in the eyes, and I thought to myself, please, 
Honestly, I, I, was, I was pleading with the Lord um, to please, Lord, I don't want him to blitz the A-gap again. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I was seriously pleading in my let, head. Like, let this man be in zone please, coverage. Please let, zone. please let him go to zone. And, and then he started woofing and moving yeah. the scrimmage, and he, was, and he moved right to the A-gap, and he had not uh. given me one one swim move, nothing. He was bull rushing all game. Much yeah. bigger man than me. Boom, head head to head contact. I took on the blitz and I, I I made my block, but I had pleaded and I, and for the rest of the game I was pleading and they blitzed every single play. Just came at you. Oh man, yeah. every play. So so that happens to the best of them and and I think these guys, you know, they saw, you know, I, it is disappointing hands. It is disappointing, but um, to 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 you have a chance to stone a guy or come out and really make your mark, and particularly against Brady Christensen, who's a big time player, yeah. and the, and the man, um, he he decided that wasn't the best move for him, and and he, he and luckily it's the last game, and hopefully he can get you know he doesn't have to go in and watch film with his coach, um, and hopefully his coaches just say we're not we're just we're just we'll we're, bury we're, that. We're, we're burying yeah. that film and we won't look which at happens it. and it does yeah. happen. Oh, it happens. Um, you know, I had one of my a bad game at Colorado State. Uh, I don't know what was wrong with me. I just didn't have a good game. It just wasn't my best game, and and I was so so thankful that we came back. and And the coach said, "We're not even going to watch the film." And I was like, "Thank you." Oh. <laughs> I did not want to watch that film, and um, it worked out for me that yeah. time. Um, and so I know that kid right now. He's probably uh, you know BYU. Um, I, I I don't know. They've got probably J Dogs being served in their locker room right now. Something delicious. Uh-huh. And uh, that kid is thinking to himself. <laughs> I just pray they don't look at the film. Please let this just be bad. Let me have an exit interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just I'm good. I'll, I'll just get my pads out of my locker and go. <laughs> uh, BYU gets the win 66-14 to over North Alabama. Zach Wilson played one half of football, 10 of 16 for 212 yards and four touchdowns through the air. And some drops. So we, we, if we want to talk about some negativity, we did have a few drops mm-hmm. in the first half that just don't drop the ball. You mm-hmm. can do that. Uh, Tyler Algier, 13 carries for 141 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Miles Davis, four carries for 54 yards and two touchdowns. Talk about this. I mean, if we, we can mention and, and get into some of the youth that we saw on the field. Talk a little bit about Miles Davis. What do you think think of the uh, the young kid getting out there and getting some reps? Well, I like Miles a lot. Um, this is I, I was actually pretty heavily involved with with him in high school. Knew who he was and was pushing his information heavily to BYU. Um, the kid is a very, very explosive athlete. I, I think you should watch his high school film, and you'll see what he's really about. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think he, he looked really good today, like an explosive athlete. I'm not sure Miles will stay at running back his whole career at BYU. I do think he's a, I think he's a receiver. Um, and, um, you'll see it over and over again with, you can tell some, you know, he's starting to become pretty effective as a runner, but you'll still see that pad level still an issue sometimes, especially when you're playing the big boys, you got to be learn to get those pad, that pad level down. And as he learns, as he, if, if he's going to stay at running back, he's going to, he'll continue to develop and he can be an explosive player for BYU. Dax Milne was your leading receiver four catches for 101 yards, um, as far as touchdowns are concerned, out of the backfield, Kavika Fanua, four catches, 36 yards, and two touchdowns for Kavika out of the backfield. Yeah. Um, man, a lot of touchdowns to go around. Tyler Algier with two touchdowns. Yeah. Miles Davis with two. With six. Kavika Fanua with two. Yeah. Isaac Rex with two. Yeah. Neil Pau with a, a touchdown. So plenty of touchdowns to go around. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you, when you score 66, it's a lot of touchdowns, you know. Um, another positive coming out of this is watching Jake Oroid on his uh, field goal attempts. You know, that that wasn't a give me field goal attempt. That That's at an angle and, and distance. It, that's, uh, I think that was a 53-yarder. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think so. Deep 53 yards, and, and he put it through the uprights. Jake Oldroyd is is a good kicker. And, you know, that might not matter until you get to a New Year's Six and you're going toe-for-toe toe with uh, – what you would have thought was Cincinnati. Cincinnati currently losing to UCF 25-22. We'll see what happens with Cincinnati here. They've got a fourth quarter in front of them. The third quarter just wrapped up, and we'll see if Cincinnati can put something together offensively and and get down the field. But currently trailing by three points against Central Florida. And and you knew Central Florida was going to come in and, and, and give them everything that they were worth. Oh, yeah. Very well-coached team at Central Florida. They play hard. Um, and 
you know, I think that they they feel like uh, Cincinnati thinks they're really, really special, and now you're going to have to prove it to us. And uh, it's what a game right now, but we still have a whole fourth quarter to play. Yeah. And uh, Cincinnati is, is uh, used to winning this year. They have not dropped a game, and um, I think they're going to give UCF everything they have uh, in, in, this in, the, in this fourth. Yeah. It, I see, a, a win over UCF on the road, that's a big feather in the cap for it is. Cincinnati. It's a big win. Yeah, that'd be I mean, a big win yeah, for them. Let's not pretend that UCF is a good ball club. Yeah, I would absolutely. do anything to play for the Cougars to be lined up against UCF right yeah. now. It'd be fun yeah, to see them. It'd be fun to see. Get a lot of speed. A lot of speed and uh, very, you know. And well game. coached, like yeah. you mentioned. Yeah. You know, you're not seeing guys carry a ball out on a chicken wing. Yeah, yeah. You're not seeing a guy not take on a block. Yeah. Those oh. dudes are going to fight you <laughs> oh, yeah. in a trench. Yeah, they'll fight. Uh, Will, I, I, I know you're like me. I, I just, I really like good football. Uh, and uh, uh, so, you know what we need to do? We just need to forget about North Alabama and focus on what we saw from BYU. And we saw, again, clean play. You know, one thing that I, I liked about BYU coming into this game, we were going through some of the numbers earlier, talking about clean games, clean plays, no turnovers, making sure you're winning the turnover battle. Do you know BYU is number 10 in the country right now in fewest penalties per game? So they they really are a clean, efficient operating team, and you saw that again today. You mentioned some of the drop, um, drop passes, but there were also some beautiful grabs, some yeah. really pretty grabs. And uh, Zach Wilson is so dialed in. He is so dialed in. That play-action look, before the, talk, the, the, the look you were talking about, oh, that yeah. flip screen. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a beautiful play action throw into the over the top, the back corner to Neil Powell. He that, threw that threw that ball to the moon. Oh gosh, it was gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, he that dude and, just yeah, he, he's he, got he, it. He, he really did. And and and, and you know, Zach is taking his, his 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 swag to a whole new level too. Do you know what swag means? Oh, uh, you know, he's swagger. He, he, the way he carries himself, he's just like you see him, and you're like, "Oh, that's a dude." Okay. You, you know, he, he he he's what you know how when when people saw you yeah. in college, they didn't think his swag. They thought oh, that's a big man. Or, yeah. You know, they didn't think, "Oh, that's a cool dude." They yeah. thought, "Hey, this is, it is what it is." You see Zach Wilson. He 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 just screams talent. Is swag charisma? Charisma. I mean, it, or I, is I, swag? I don't know I think swag is just, 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 it's all of those things. It's just, um, the dude walks in the room and you can tell he's special. Zach Wilson is special. Um, he, 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 he is, uh, he, he has to be just sitting there looking at himself, feeling so wonderful about the decision he made to come to BYU. Um, and what people need to realize is what Kalani did to get him, um, to make the move at a time where we didn't have to sign a quarterback that year either. We didn't really have to sign a quarterback. Kalani found him. Kalani, he obviously he's in our backyard, but he wasn't offered. He was committed to Boise State. Kalani saw it. Him and Aaron Roderick made the decision that we're going to go and we're going to go now. And they were able to pull him late. And I mean, think about that. That's a big time get. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, who is most likely a first round draft pick, maybe a top 15, top 10 pick. Wow. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, what do you think about Baylor Romney? You know, just as far as him getting on the field, he had an entire half right there. Yeah, I think Baylor looks good. I mean, Baylor is a very talented quarterback. Um, we know, it, w- w- One of the best things they have to be, <laughs> BYU has to feel is that, you know, I, I'm sure they're wishing that Jaron was ha- healthy to be getting some reps too because to see what's going to happen moving forward because most likely you have Zach Wilson moving on to the NFL and getting his payday. Um, so um, Jer- I think Baylor, I, I think he looks – really good he's a poised quarterback he's played in big games he's won big games already for BYU and um, he's gonna have to be the front runner going into what we will call is it spring ball um spring ball this year yeah spring Mm -hmm. ball um he'll be I mean he should most likely be the front runner but you know you've got Jaron Hall is still in that program a very dangerous quarterback you have the young four-star um from Arizona in that program and you have uh Another quarterback who they they that they I mean they have four quarterbacks mm-hmm. behind them that they're very high on that they think can get it done. So is Jaron Hall going to be okay? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's going to be okay. I mean, and I think the best thing for him is this time. You know, get let his body get together and get healed up, and um, you know, see how he bounces back. BYU gets to win sixty six to fourteen over North Alabama. We'll take a quick break. Come back. You'll hear from 
the BYU head coach, Kalani Sataki. That's all coming up in the Cougar Postgame Show live at TridayTrading.com, right at the point of the mountain. And as we were going into break, Cincinnati with a huge interception to start the fourth quarter as UCF was driving up by three. Cincinnati is able to come up with an interception and got themselves in great field position. We'll see if they can go down the field and and score and uh, take over the lead coming up here in just a minute. But big thanks to TridayTrading.com. Big thanks to uh, what they've done for us and these amazing studios that they lend to us. That's TridayTrading.com. If you need to make a little extra money, Get out there, sign up for a demo account, and see how you can make money in the day trading market at TridayTrading.com. More Cougar Cougar postgame show coming up next. Tyler's got another touchdown, his 10th on the season. And BYU extends the lead to 13 to nothing. They've got a huge offensive line. Some NFL guys right up front there. And Algier with a big hole to maneuver through for the touchdown. Welcome back to your Cougar postgame show. Hans Olsen, Will Snowden, live at the TridayTrading.com studios. This game goes final, 66-14 to 14 for BYU, beating up North Alabama. What was it, 40? Was it 42 in the first half? Yeah, 42 in the first half. Yeah, just like I said it would be. I don't understand why you thought that uh, BYU, that, that North Alabama wouldn't score at all. Well, you know, <laughs> you don't understand that. <laughs> hey, you know. hey, don't tell me I talked you off. You did 60, talk me off. What, what did, what did you, I end up saying? 55 nothing. Yeah. What, what, originally, was it 65 nothing? 65 60? to 0. That's what I said it was going to be. 60, didn't I say that? Oh, no, you did say it. I, 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 I definitely said it would be 65 to 0. Uh, you know, I'm disappointed they gave up those two touchdowns. Uh, to be honest, uh, I expected them to do what they did. But listen, no, it, you know what? They're OK. You were talking about the drop passes. We do need to talk about the um, offensive passing yards for North Alabama because North Alabama completed a few passes. Or, does that concern you? There was uh, three hundred and seven yards of passing for North Alabama. You know, that, that's the most. And I think that's the most they put up this year. I, I believe you are correct. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, they're, you know, they have that, some athletes, uh, you know, that can go get open. I mean, um, I, I think this is a game that Coach Guilford was, you know, we and Coach Tuiaki, they were throwing a lot of things. These are some of the games that you throw the tank out. You throw some things that you want to see. You want to see if it could if it could be something you do more of. Um, so I, I'm not worried about those passing yards at all, actually. And the ball is coming out quick. Um, the, the the most of the the classes he completed um, that they were completing were just quick balls, getting it out of their hand quickly, and he let their athletes get out there and do some things. Um, I, I'm not, I, I'm there's nothing in this game that I saw that concerned me besides a couple of drop passes, and those are just lack of you know a lack of concentration. You know when you drop the ball that's hitting you in the hand, it's a lack of concentration. It's more me being frustrated that um, Zach didn't go. Um, 16 for 16. That's what, that was what I was hoping. You know, I, I think that out of all the balls he threw, he could have been 15 for 16 today. Um, so easily. you're feeling four or five so, drop passes? Yeah, 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 I'm feeling four good solid drop passes. There was an out ball that he missed uh, a little bit. But I, there was two passes that he missed. So I feel, I feel like he should have been 14 for 16 with, with four drop passes. So, you know, it, it is what it is. You'll be hearing from uh, Kalani Sataki, the BYU head coach here in just a minute. What did you think about his protection? It was, it was thought it was real solid. I think he had a he was able to drink a, a, a Coca Cola. All right, let's hand it off to BYU head coach Kalani Sataki. <clears throat> you know, we uh, had a lot of guys uh, get in the game and play some uh, some reps, so we, we felt like we got some good experience for uh, a lot of our guys on the team. On the team. So uh, obviously, we had some mistakes. Uh, I thought we were able to correct the play clean cleaner in the second half, and. Um, I appreciate all the effort that our guys showed and the excitement and the level of competition that they had. They're just, they're ready to play and had fun doing it. And so uh, thank you to North Alabama for taking the game and sticking with the schedule and, and uh, being here, you know, and um, it was, it was fun to be on the field with them and, um, you know, wish them the best of luck and what they're doing in 2021. I, I believe this is their last game. So just thankful that they're able to be here and play here in Provo. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to, improving from this game and getting better as we are every week. And I uh, just happy we got the win. Looking forward to getting better though. All right. Let's take some questions from Alex Vihar. 
then Jay Drew, and then Jared Lloyd. Hi, Coach. I'm Alex Fehar with the Salt Lake Tribune. You guys came in um, tied with Clemson um, at plays that went at least 10 yards or more. Um, today, you guys were able to surpass them. What is it about your offense that you kind of try to get some of those big plays? Is it just the personnel or is it kind of scheme that you really like to get those, um, you really like to get your offense in just performing in that way? Yeah, I, I just think, you know, give a lot of credit to our offensive coaches. And I think, I think we're, first of all, I think we're playing good team football, um, complimentary football. And, and, and uh, with the mindset of what our team, our coaches and, and our, our philosophy is as a program, you know, we're utilizing the skill that we have and, and, and the strengths and, and trying to make plays and trying to put as many points on the board as we can. And uh, in order to do that, uh, you give a lot of credit to our coaches, our assistant coaches and coordinators for making it happen and developing a scheme that Zach would feel really comfortable with and then complement it with everything that we have with the receivers, tight ends, uh, uh, and with the running back. And so I think looking at that and seeing our run game, you couldn't accomplish any of that without an O-line and a, a deep O-line. And then the same thing carries over on the defensive side, being able to play, uh, you know, solid starting up in the trenches with the D-line and then uh, going from there. So I give a lot of credit to, to Elisa Tuyaki, who's our DC, and Jeff Grimes is our OC, and Ed Lamb is our special teams coordinator. Those guys have done an amazing job uh, communicating with the players and utilizing the skill that they have, the strengths that we have to try to, play good complimentary football and, and get points on the board. I think you're on mute, Jay. Yeah, Kalani, I know your defense was pretty vanilla. You shuffled in a lot of guys, but uh, not being able to force three and outs until basically late in the game. Um, and you did have some turnovers, but just overall, what was your assessment of the defense today? Yeah, we can improve on a lot of things, you know, and, and we got a lot of bodies in there. We got a lot of reps. Um, I think getting off the field would be really important. I thought we gave up too many first downs, you know, but um, the effort was there. We created some turnovers. And, um, you know, I think that uh, looking at it, we, we have to be better against the pass. But um, when you can stop the run, make teams um, more, uh, you know, having to play one side, not being balanced and disrupting them, I think you're going to be okay. So overall, just happy with the performance. I mean, obviously you want to keep, keep – they had some big plays and, and we're able to get uh, two scores, two touchdowns on the scoreboard. And we're always going to look at it and try to improve it. But I, I was really pleased with some of the things I saw from uh, our players, specifically the young guys. And so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep building on that. And there's always room for improvement. And we, we know there's some on the defensive side, but – Overall, if we can hold teams to 14 points, we should be pretty good. Kalani, you've talked before about how you enjoy watching the game and being on the sideline. When you see Zach make that sidearm throw or avoid that sack in the in the end zone and, and run for 30 yards, how much fun is that for you as a football observer to see a kid making those types of plays? Yeah, I mean, I, from, from every position, I enjoy seeing those guys when it goes well. You know what I mean? And but uh, I've, I've seen him do that a lot in practice, but I, I was always just really pleased with what Zach's doing as a quarterback of our team. And then you see uh, the coaching that he's getting from, from Aaron Roderick, from A-Rod, and, and then you see the carryover that it has, the effect that it has, and some of the things that Baylor's doing when he gets on the field, and, and Soljay and Conover and all those guys. So uh, a lot of compliment to, to our, our compliments to our, our assistant coach and, and, and our, our quarterbacks coach in there, A-Rod, you know, and, and being able to collaborate with the players or the quarterback position and work with, with Grimes. I, I mean, Zach's starting to feel really comfortable out there and, and but he's, he made those, those, those throws. It's been, he's been doing that since he got here. He's just, he's got a high level of, uh, of IQ in football and especially at the quarterback position, he started to feel really comfortable with this, uh, with his role and, and, you see a lot of those guys get comfortable with, with the experience that they've had the last couple of years, even Baylor getting in there and having feeling comfortable in the offense. And so there's some guys that are still brand new in the offense, defense, and special teams that we're trying to get past that uncomfortable, the uncomfortable moment and allow them to play fast. And so uh, we saw a little bit of that this game, but it's okay. I, I mentioned before that we're going to sacrifice some stats in order to get our guys to, to get some valuable experience, which will add to our depth. 
All right, let's have a question from Jacob Hatch, Mitch Harper, and Max Clark. Kalani, I wanted to ask you, you said at halftime that you didn't expect to see Zach come back out. Was your hope to play Baylor, Soljay, and Conover? How are you kind of divvying out the reps in second half quarterback-wise? Yeah, I mean, we wanted to see how to get as many reps as we can with all those guys, but it's, it's one of those things where uh, I think, you know, we didn't have a lot of plays on offense. I'm looking at it. We had 59 plays on offense. And so uh, I think they, they, got, they, you know, looking at North Alabama, they possessed the ball, kind of slowing the game down a little bit. They did that with everyone that they played. Uh, so when you're watching them against um, Liberty and against Jacksonville State, and then you see them against uh, uh, Southern Miss, they kind of just took their time, slowed the game down a little bit. And that's why um, Liberty scored 28 points. Jacksonville State scored 24 and, and Southern Miss scored 24. And so we knew that we would have to take advantage of the plays that we had. And uh, when you have 59 um, plays and 66 points, that's pretty good. That's good efficiency for our offense. And uh, defensively, we I thought we did some really good things, specifically up front, stopping the run. And, and uh, you know, they, they got some some pass plays. And credit to them, they did some really good things in the past game. And it's just something for us to keep learning from. So... Kalani, you guys are the only team in the country right now that's 9-0 at the moment. Uh, where do you guys expect to be in those first playoff rankings coming up on Tuesday? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how that how that works. On Tuesday, all I care about is that we're going to have uh, an opportunity to get better as a team. So that's that's all my focus on. Sorry, you want to ask another question since that was like – I just went through it real quick. Real quick. <laughs> uh, how about uh, you mentioned earlier the, some of the young guys that uh, maybe caught your eye? Who, who were some of those individuals that you thought uh, showed well in their opportunity to get some snaps in? Well, I think um, Malik Moore stands out. He he made some plays and probably should have had a, another pick, but um, he got you know pushed out of his hands. But I, I think he did some good things. We saw some D linemen get in there and play again. I, it's hard for me to to name guys unless I just. I think Malik made a nice pick, but, you know, um, you saw uh, Kavika played some running back, you know, and, and we're still working with Sione. I thought Miles did a great job of coming in and running the ball. And, um, you know, we're looking to get a first down and in and that one, and he just popped it into the end zone. So, um, but really, really pleased with a lot of the things our guys are doing uh, uh, overall. And so, I, so those are the ones that stand out the most to me. Coach, Isaac Rex had some big shoes to fill in Matt Bushman um, this year, but he has been very consistent um, and consistently dominant week in and week out. What can you say about his progression as a player and his development, um, especially considering the fact that he has a few more years in the Cougar uniform? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of at the point now where we know he's a legit guy, but we've been saying that for a while. We, uh, I think we've been saying that we felt really good with this, with the skill and Dax and, and, and Neil and, and Gunner, you know, we, we knew we were going to be good. It's just a matter of getting out there and letting them make plays. And um, that's, that's a, a lot of confidence that, that our quarterback has on the fourth down to throw it up for grabs to our tight end. And uh, Isaac's got great ball skills and he's really big. And so I uh, like what I've seen from our, our tight end group, like what I've seen from our receiver group and our, our old line. And uh, we, we took a step forward today as a team, getting, uh, getting depth and getting valuable experience. All right, we'll take one more question from Jacob Edmonds. Hey, Coach. Um, I just wanted to talk about kind of looking ahead, and you've obviously had two-week breaks already this season, but this one's kind of unique. Uh, what does this week and maybe even the week after of prep look like uh, as you prepare for San Diego State, but with also the potential of maybe Tom scheduling another game this week mm -hmm. or next week? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, there's there's a lot of um, talk from a lot of different people about our, our schedule and everything. I just want to remind everyone that uh, we're the only ones that were committed to playing football in the West in August. So if you're going to assume anything, you should probably assume that we want to get games, you know, and, and Tom's not a hard guy to get a hold of. So I remember when we were, our schedule was still rolling and that's why I'm thankful to North Alabama to sticking to the schedule and, and coming out here and playing us. Um, there was a time where we, our schedule was looking really, really uh, difficult to look at. We, we didn't know what was going on. There was a lot of things in the air. And Tom worked really hard uh, with our administration and leadership and, and got a schedule together. And, and then so when teams started deciding, conferences decided they wanted to play again, 
it wasn't really hard for the Mountain West teams in Boise and San Diego State to add us. It, it happened really quickly. And so uh, our schedule's been set for our, for a while. We've been committed to playing football, and so I just want to remind everyone that that we have been that way from the very beginning. We didn't we didn't when things were looking pretty pretty bleak for a lot of teams to play. We stuck within our our our, our leadership and administration. Everybody stuck with it. So uh, you know if, if that does happen, then then get to get a hold of them because we want to play games as many as possible. I've been really pleased with the way our team handled after after you know we've learned a lot from about COVID and about the pandemic and and trying to find ways to, to stay as safe as possible. And, and uh, just like everybody else, we've been dealing with, um, with our depth and dealing with guys that are, that are tested positive and coaches, staff and players. And, and um, you know, we, we just like everybody else. And so, but my main point is just reminding everyone that we were in this from the very beginning. And so if there's a way that we can get more games and great, but you should probably assume that we want to play more football because that's, that's what we committed to doing from the very beginning when nobody else was doing it. That's great. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. There, you, there you go. BYU head coach Kalani Sataki addressing the media. Uh, big win for BYU, 66-14 to 14 over North Alabama. Giving up a couple of touchdowns. Giving up some passing yards, 300 yards through the air. But really controlling this game. We'll take a short break. Did, oh, did you have a quick thought oh, you yeah, wanted just, to throw out there? Just, you got to love Kalani Sataki. You know, uh, I think uh, I can't remember. Someone asked him where he thinks they'll be ranked on on Tuesday, and he's like, "I don't know." Like, well, don't ask me stupid questions, man. What? What? Listen, we, me, I'm just a regular guy, and I can say, "Stop with the silly questions." He, that you know dang well he's not going to say what he thinks they're going to be ranked. He doesn't know, and so I just thought about how like Bill Belichick would have handled that. You know, he, you know how. He, I mean, it is Kalani, a, the next question. Yeah, he would have been like, "What are you talking yeah. about? Get out of my life!" I, I just one time though, I would love to see Kalani go. Randy Macho Man Savage or Hulk Hogan and just walk up and grab the mic. I'll tell you where we're going to be ranked, brother. We're going to be ranked number one, and we're going to come into your home, and we're going to take your lunch. Oh, would be, wouldn't it be great? But, but Kalani would never do that. It would be so sweet, though, man. Are you saying that the college football needs more WWE action? WWE? Yes. I would From love. Remember, Kalani used to do WWE in the in the locker room all the time. Oh, Him yeah. and September were always fooling. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, but that was when they were players. They, he's oh. now the face of an organization. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, it's for the different. best that yeah, they yeah, they yeah. don't grab a mic and say, "I'll tell you yeah. what it's gonna be, brother." Yeah, yeah. That, they got to move on from that. You, you grow. You, you, most people grow, hands. Uh, most people. I think if I was a head coach, I'd probably grab the mic. But you'd be the greatest. I'll tell you right where we're going to be on Tuesday. Hey, would you talk trash to the team? <laughs> no. You know who's a great head coach is, is, uh, is my, uh, Coach Rolovich at, at Washington. Yeah, yeah, he is. He, he is a lot of fun. Oh, he's a lot of fun. Have you uh, have you heard some of his antics that oh, yeah. he does at oh, the uh, oh, Mountain West it. Conference love Media it. Day? Love it. Well, he's done from the Mountain West Conference now because he's at Pac-12. Yeah, no, it. but but yeah, I've my, seen it. The interactions that we had were at Mount Mount West Conference yeah. Media Days. He would bring fresh pineapples from Hawaii. He he brought in a Britney Spears impersonator that that came in. Everybody thought it was Britney at the Mountain West Conference Media Days because they're in Vegas. We're all like. What? And then she comes in doing her, you know, <laughs> hit me, baby, one more time. Uh, last year, he brought in a palm reader, and Scotty and I got our palms read on air by this by this real life palm reader. Wow! This is what Rolovich does. Yeah, that's, that, he, he's just a he, he's a he's a star. Let's call it like it is. I'm glad you know that. So, so I know you work I with him on a personal record. level. Yeah, so yeah, very closely. What's yeah. he like off the record? Is he kind of just a, a just goofy a good, guy or no, no, fun? Or? He's a fun guy. Who wants to have fun? He's the greatest players coach ever. The players just love him. Um, I love him. I mean, uh, uh, my son has a scholarship offer from from them, and you know, I, I Smith doesn't know him very well yet. And I said that's going to be a hard. You know, you we love Kalani and all these other opportunities that you have, but Nick Rolovich is a guy that's going to be hard to say no to because he's just such a fun coach, and he does a great job at the same time. <clears throat> Washington State got their cancel or their game against Stanford canceled, so yeah. we don't get a chance to see them this week. Arizona State, Colorado canceled. Arizona, Washington canceled. You've got Cal and Oregon State in progress right now. Oregon State thirty-one twenty-seven over yeah. Cal. 
You've got Oregon UCLA in progress. Oregon just took the lead by three, 38-35. Wow. With three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And it this is a nail biter. That UCLA, this, that's a big deal. Uh, I, I would have never believed that. I mean, listen, I, I don't get overly, I don't get going too heavy on, on Oregon and, and the, the, you know, listen, obviously it's a great organization, a great program, but um, UCLA is, is really needs a big win. I mean, they need a, they need a win like you, you a, a win that matters because they just haven't done well. And Colorado just took them behind the shed and just smacked them real good the first week of, the, of, of their season. Yeah. So this would be a big win for them. Man, I, I'd love to do, I'd love, like, just me and you in a tag team situation in WWE. Oh, yeah. You know, just a kind of a, a throwback to the 80s wrestlers that had a lot of trash talk. People, and, let, let me explain something to you, Hans, that, that I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, uh, several years ago, um, I looked at my boys, and uh, I was ashamed of myself as a father. Because I, I, I was, you know, I grew up. And the greatest time in the world with WWF, with Andre the Giant, with with with, with Coco Beware, with with with, with Jimmy Snuka. It, it, I can go on for hours and hours and hours about the men that I loved, um, that I idolized, um, their efforts. And so I thought to myself, of course, my boys are going to love it. Uh, you know, there, there, there's a my boys are going to have to love this. So I turn it on for them. Right? I turn on the, just a, a Tuesday night, whatever goes on. And they were like, turn this crud off. <laughs> they didn't like it even a little bit. And I was locked in already. Was it some throwback match no, or was it, no, was it new age? Because I was trying to give them the new age, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I, I knew Try to hook them. If I, if, I, yeah. if I threw them backwards, I, I don't think they would have gotten involved. Yeah, they, lost they, they would have lost it. And I explained to my son, I said, when I found out that these matches were somewhat choreographed, I burst into tears. <laughs> As a young boy, I did. I burst into tears, hands. I'm not ashamed to admit it. My brother told me, he looked at me one time and just said, It's all fake. This man. is fake. And he, he said it so rudely. <laughs> and, 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 and honestly, I was shocked because I think it was on a, on a, on a steel cage match. Oh. You know, someone came from the top of the cage uh, and uh, landed on a table. Um, that they, they, I don't know why the wrestler couldn't move any longer, but he was laying on the, ta- <laughs> on, the on on the on the table, immobile, yeah, immobile. Uh-huh. And uh, a gentleman climbed to the top of the stage, at the top of the cage, jumped, hit him with an elbow, and uh, obviously that's how it ended. And uh, then my brother so kindly told me. And I was excited. <laughs> and then my brother, you know, so kind of told me that this is fake. Uh, you idiot. He didn't need to do that. It was unnecessary. Yeah, he didn't need to do that. Crushed me. And I tried to bring my sons in. They they basically, they crushed me uh, again. So, listen, I do spend time watching old school wrestling. Hey, Alex, who did you say we got back there? Malik Moore was, uh, he addressed the uh, media right after this game went final. Here's Malik Moore at the podium. Offense as as you're standing on the sideline and you're watching it unfold, you know there's a lot of big plays. There's you know passes by Zach or runs that go you know 10, 15 yards all the time. Um, from a from a viewer's perspective, what do you think is so special about your team's offense? Um, I think they just trust each other now. They just trust each other a lot more, and they just click. Um, if you see in practice, they're always going you know, pads on, it's just real strict, you know what I mean? So I think to see it on the field is just, it's cool to know that they all click together and they know their assignments and it just works out when everybody's doing their 111. Yeah, uh, Malik, did you guys have a goal for a shutout? Did you uh, verbalize that in any way with each other? And is there some disappointment that that didn't quite come to fruition? Uh, for sure. We, I know um, <clears throat> we all wanted – we weren't really listening to the media um, and how we were supposed to win by 50 or anything. We knew what we were capable of, and our goal was to just have an assignment sound game with no no mistakes, um, just play a full game. Because we feel like we haven't finished the game in the fourth quarter or third quarter here lately. So I think that was more of the goal. But it's for sure disappointing to see that they scored off of just, you know, MAs and all that stuff. 
Malik, correct me if I'm wrong. I kind of tried to look this up and got distracted, but I think that's that was your first pick out there in a, you know a couple of minutes, uh, for sure. Just kind of walk me through what you saw in there, how good it felt to get that pick, and and did did this game kind of feel like maybe an audition, um, for lack of a better term, to kind of show the coaches what you can do and and that you deserve more minutes and that kind of thing. Um. Sorry, repeat the question again. <laughs> let's, well, let's let's start start with the pick. Just kind of walk me through the pick and just how good it felt to kind of to finally get another turnover because it's been a minute. Oh yeah, I had one my freshman year. I was I was pretty lit, New Mexico, but uh, the, the, this time I know I had I could have had a pick before the half was over, and it felt like the dude hit it out my hand, or whatever, whatnot. People gonna say I dropped it, but I ain't dropped it. I could have caught it. Anywho. The second one, I had to make sure I, I I caught it. I had to make sure. So um, I just it felt real slow. Like the ball was coming. It felt like five seconds, and then I had to just cuddle it like a baby. I caught it, but you know, um, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's have one one last question from Jake Edmonds. Hey Malik, uh, what's it like as a player as you kind of enter these next two weeks, not knowing if you know, Tom's home was going to schedule a game. Uh, you still have a game on the schedule as of now, but just as a player, uh, you know, how do you stay focused on uh, an opponent like San Diego State when you know there could potentially be another opponent before them? Um, it's just day by day, really. You know, just take every every day in practice and remember the uh, just remember your assignment on certain defensive calls or just the offense, any offensive calls. Because everything's always gonna carry over, and it might be slight, like little tweaks. Um, so I don't think it's a really big deal, you know, that um, <clears throat> we might have a game scheduled right away. So I know we had a game scheduled like a week before. Who do we have? I forgot who we have scheduled, but anywho, um, you know, I just say day by day. If we schedule it, then we move on to the next person. And we start watching film the next day. So it's all about getting those mental reps in for sure. That'll make it the transition a lot more easier from San Diego State to whoever we might play before. Welcome back, your Cougar postgame show. That's Malik Moore at the podium. Uh, Hans Olsen, Will Snowden. We're going to take you through a few more interviews and give you some more thoughts on this game. We'll take a quick break and come back. Uh, currently, UCLA with the ball down 35 to 38 to number 11, Oregon, with a minute left. We'll give you some thoughts about that game coming back from the break as well. Your Cougar Post Game Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Now Wilson looking for a touchdown to the end zone. And it is Neil Pau, touchdown BYU, 19 yards. That thing was a laser. My goodness, that is impressive. He, he didn't have to be put just enough air on it, and he zipped that thing in there to, uh, perfectly to Neil Powell. That was a phenomenal throw. BYU getting the win. Big win, 66-14 over North Alabama in dominating fashion. 42-point advantage in the first half, 42-7, and absolutely dominant throughout this game. <clears throat> I would say that um, North Alabama didn't look particularly great, but BYU doing exactly what they needed to do in that game. We're going to kind of stay tuned. Anybody that comes up to the podium will let you hear from um, as they kind of wrap up some of these post-game press conferences, but we're watching this Oregon-UCLA game. 47 seconds left. Oregon 38-35. to 35. UCLA's got the ball, and it's third and 15. What's happening here, Will? Man, this is a great finish here. I mean, you got third and 15. Uh, the ball at the at uh, the Oregon 45. I mean, the UCL, UCLA's 45. Um, I think they're in a, you'll see some type of, wow, Draw play, yeah. Interesting call there, but you you know you know you're in four down territory, so it's okay. But it is concerning to run the ball, and you don't have time for this. No, you don't have time for this. Now the clock is ticking, and this guy's clowning around, and the clock is ticking down quickly. Looks like Oregon's going to be able to hold on here and get the win. And, and you know, I think that this is important just for the college football landscape that Oregon hang on to a an undefeated number Oregon getting the ball back uh, UCLA un unable to convert on a fourth and 12. So Oregon will 
kneel it out and they'll win this game. Um, UCLA shouldn't have been that deep into this game. Jeez. As far as BYU is concerned, I'm going to give you a couple of numbers just coming out of this game. Zach Wilson, 10 of 16 for 212 yards. Baylor Romney came in and played the entire second half, 8 of 10 for 65 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Algier, he just continues to look solid, man. He's dominant, strong runner, broke probably 8, maybe 10 tackles tonight or earlier today, and... That you can tell hard. North Alabama was having a hard time tackling him. Yeah, yeah, they were concerned. I mean, after you get, you know, as uh, the great running back from uh, Seattle uh, enjoys Skittles, he said. Uh, Marshawn. Marshawn said, you know, you hit him in the mouth, and not in those words. You know, he said something, you know, much more eloquent than I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but it, but it was still you, you, you're gonna run through their mouth. And and watch y'all's chicken. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite speeches I've ever heard. <laughs> he really was spitting a lot of knowledge there, though. He was. If you listen to it and, and really pay attention, <laughs> if you were a professional athlete, you know exactly what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. you watch y'all's chicken. Um, but BYU able to do it on the ground, do it through the air, controlled pace, play. What did essentially whatever they wanted to do. And uh, the defense able to get some pressure, get some stops, uh, force some punts. I thought the field goals looked good. The kicks looked good. And overall, BYU putting 66 points on the board was exactly what they needed and really all they could do against this North Alabama team. Um, You know, we'll just give me a couple of uh, final thoughts, some concluding thoughts here, and we'll put a bow on this game. Well, it's a a great week to be – Look, it's a great year right now. To one of the things is, it's a great time to be a Cougar. Um, you know, you got your team. They're sitting nine and zero, uh, a top ten ranking. Um, they're winning. They're gelling, um, and things are looking really good for them. They're they're looking like they're they're they it, things could work out for them to be a New Year Six bowl and maybe beyond. Uh, so. We're going into the Thanksgiving week. I, I want people to continue down the road of being thankful and identifying all the things you have to be thankful for. Uh, I'm thankful for Kalani Sataki and his program, the way that they're handling their business, playing clean, playing with honor, um, bringing honor to our school by the way they carry themselves. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a few weeks to of, of you know, it's not, I don't want people to start heavy drinking now or, you know, going down a road that's not you because the Cougars aren't going to play for a few weeks. Don't lose your stuff. They will be back in three weeks for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, you, uh, as much as you want to see them play next week or the week after, if that happens, great. If it doesn't happen, you're going to continue on um, in this life and you're going to be okay. So do not go make bad choices Mm-mm. just because the Cougars aren't playing this point. week or next week. Cause a lot of guys are going to, you know, really struggle when they it wake is. up next Saturday mm-hmm. and the Cougars aren't playing. Yeah. And then they wake up another Saturday and the Cougars aren't playing yeah, during then, a football season. But then you wake up the third Saturday and you've got a cigarette addiction. Exactly. It's that easy. I'm telling you. So just be cool. <laughs> Take it easy guys. Yeah. Um, you That's what I'm gonna leave you with. Yeah, the two negatives don't make a positive. They, do, they don't. So play it cool till we now get to that three San weeks Diego in a row. Game. Then I, I, I then I give you a pass. <laughs> 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 then you can drink now. We'll get you sober in three weeks. Uh, we'll get you ready for that San Diego State game. BYU's got a big one to to really uh, kind of put the the bow on the season. I don't get the feel that Tom's going to pick up another game. Um, the Pac-12 has zero intentions to play any out-of-conference opponents. Even though they opened up the gates, they put a basically a three, it was a three-rule section down for any game scheduled for a Pac-12 opponent, and they're not looking for an, an out-of-conference opponent, essentially. So I think that BYU is probably going to conclude with the schedule that they have. I know for a fact you won't hear anything picked up next week. If there's any chance, it'd be December 5th. Against maybe a... And Cincinnati picked up that game. I think that, what was it, Tulsa on a bye or something. So Cincinnati picked up the game for the weekend. So that that's off the board. But I, I know that uh, BYU should be looking for that first weekend December game. But other than that, they're going to conclude this thing against San Diego State. And we'll see at that point, did they do enough for a New Year Six? You know, I, I, they did everything they could with the schedule they were able to put together. And you hope that it will be enough 
when they make those decisions. Because right now, uh, Tom Homo is very well publicized, a $20 million shortfall. A New Year's Six game could really help make <laughs> make up a lot of that mark. A big time. Yeah. New Year's Six game and you don't share with a conference. Mm. That's a big, big payday. Yeah, it looks good. And if BYU could pick up another game to give them just enough credibility to maybe be, be, be looked at, uh, it, it still wouldn't happen. There's just too many big dogs out there. You're, you're not going to unseat an Ohio State or a Clemson. You're not going to unseat an Alabama or a Notre Dame. Because we know what's going to happen in that ACC championship game. No, we don't. <laughs> I think we know. I think Clemson's going to get their quarterback back, and I think that they are going to backhand Notre Dame and say, that's that's for what you did to us last time we played you. <laughs> and I think I think uh, Clemson and Notre Dame will each be one-loss teams at the end of the year, and then you've got to put them both in, that, yeah. you know? So they, they've got some major hurdles to overcome, but, man, I'm with you, Will. Gosh, you paint such a positive picture with life. You said, be thankful that they played. Yeah. You know, I'm watching this game 66 to 14, and I, I just wanted to walk into oncoming traffic because it, it was so boring and painful and garbage football. But you can't look at it that way. Can't. Just be positive. At, the, at least we got to see Zach Wilson with that, that beautiful release, yeah. that smooth touch. Yeah. You know, the, those great play action looks. Man, he's so good on the fake. And he's got the bandana on. He's got the bandana anytime, anywhere. I mean, come on. <laughs> I thought it, I mean, it, 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 Don't tell He's me. They're looking like Danielson getting ready for a, a match. He's a mix between Danielson. That's a great Danielson and Jimmy Mack. Uh, and Jimmy Mack. And, and two of the greatest individuals of ever, uh, ever. Danielson, I mean. What, I mean, there's not anything I can say about him. I mean, he's a champion. Two of the best to put the headband on. Ever. Ever, ever. <laughs> awesome job uh, to every one of these BYU football players as they get on the bus and they get to head on home. Um, I guess they're not getting on a bus as they get into their vehicles, vehicles or, 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 or walk or, or to their. Walk, <laughs> everyone doesn't have the same. Did same you up? drive? What did you do? Did you walk? Did uh, you? I would use. I, I, well, my freshman year, I, I, I lived over there in the Glenwood. Yeah. Uh, so I would actually take off my uniform, get take a quick shower, and I'd walk to my home. Yep. Um, usually holding my bucket of whatever they fed me, and I was happy, and I'd make it to the Glenwood. <laughs> and then as I as I, as I I accomplished more in life, I would drive. or um, And then I got married in college, so then my wife would actually, you know, come to the game, and she'd drive me home and tell me how wonderful I looked in my uniform and how well I played. And, and uh, <laughs> those were great times. Oh, those were great times. Being married in oh, college. I know a lot of people are like, why would you ruin your chances like that? Uh, let me tell you, having a wife that takes care of you while you're playing college football is the best thing. Very special. Oh, man, it's absolutely the best. How about the, when you're returning from on the airplane and, I, you know, you're with all these dudes and then your wife is there to actually give you a ride home. That was special. Hey, do you remember? You went to uh, the Cotton Bowl, right? I think you and I were a couple of the, the freshmen that yeah. went. Yeah. Do, do you remember Sinbad did the stand-up oh, so for us? Yeah, he made fun of our family. So Sinbad did a, an hour and 20-minute stand-up routine. It was, it was 90 minutes. Let's give it a for, for Kansas State and for BYU, for the two teams. Yeah. And he spent... 45 minutes of it, tearing apart the BYU football team with how many strollers were in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we are different. We, like, we're, we're uh, peculiar. You have, I mean, obviously, I, I bet he was sitting there thinking, this is a college football team. Oh, man, it was so great. He said, how many strollers? I hear crying babies. Who brought their crying baby? Raise your hand if you brought your crying baby. He said, how many of you are married? And the whole... Oh, yeah. Side of the BYU raises their hand, and nobody from Kansas State raised their hand. He's like, what is going on? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was fun, man. All right, so many great times there at BYU. Obviously, BYU doing their thing. 9-0, and looking to San Diego State to finish the season. Will Snowden, Hans Olsen, we will get you ready for that game coming up in three weeks on your Cougar pregame show versus San Diego State. This has been your postgame show live from the TridayTrading.com studios. Guys, girls, if you need to make a little extra money every single month, go to TridayTrading.com. You can sign up for 10 bucks, and it puts you in the market for 30 days. They download the proprietary software. They give you personalized coaching. They show you how you can make money in the day trading world. 
Go to TridayTrading.com. Sign up. See how you can make every money every single month. You can make extra money right there from the comfort of your own home. Big thanks to TridayTrading.com. We'll see you next week on your Cougar pregame show. 97.5, 12 in the zone in the Zone Sports Network.